Okay, so let's learn. So to uh, again with uh, moving on at a snail's pace, sif by sif. That's how you conquer territory. Now, Simon Kuflamites, we're up to Sif, Kuflamites, Sif, Yud Gimel, I believe. Okay, so we'll go through a few Sif and we'll see where uh, where it takes us. So Sif Yud Gimel, again, the Shulchan Aruch, until now, has been discussing, it's interesting, until now we've been discussing um, situations that there's a real Isr Hanah, right, there's a prohibition of having any benefit from certain objects, because again, either it's Avadizara itself, it's uh, Noya Avadizara, it's Masham Shevadizara, it's Takrovis, it's uh, carbon, and so on. So those are situations where it's Mamashah. So now the Shulchan Aruch is going to veer into cases where, technically speaking, there's no Isser, but for maybe other side issues, there's going to be a problem to use these objects. So if you take a look at Sif Yud Gimel again, Simon Kuflamites, Sif Yud Gimel. So the Shulchan Aruch writes like this: Neirois v'shayva shel alilim. Again, if you have candles or wax that was used for avodah so those were situations that we saw before that there are uh, there, there could be issues with those, but they could be avoided. Uh, for example, if you if you just just to recap a little bit, if you had like a chunk of wax and you offered it for an avodah so that's something that's technically mutter to use. Because again, it's not beautifying the Avadizar, and it doesn't fall into the category of a carbon that would cause any problems. Uh, you lit a candle for Avadizara, so that would be an issue because of beautifying the Avadizara, but because it's in the category of Nai, so Bittel could work. So if the Galach, for example, extinguished the candle and then sold it or gave it to a Yid, then Yid is allowed to use it. So it says the Shulchan Aruch, if you have those situations, let's say again, Neiros, candles, Shaiva, wax, Shalilim, and they're in, and, and they will be allowed for Yisrael to use them, Asur Melinir Mitzvah. But there's another issue, to use these objects for yourself, that's one thing, that'll be Mutter. But anything used for Avodah is going to be Asur to use that object for a Mitzvah. So in this case, using candles or wax, for, let's say, Lanermas of the Shabbos, for Shabbos candles, or the Hanukkah, or Hanukkah candles, or the Vesak Nessus, or to use those candles in Shul to illuminate the Shul of Yul Kedavin, and so on, that's going to be a problem. Not necessarily because it's Asr Bana, they're not Asr Bana, but for a different issue that uh, the Gemara has discussed, which is most, that it's disgusting, it's disrespectful, it's, um, uh, even if it's technically speaking not Avadizara to the point of where any Yid is not, is not allowed to use it, but for Gavaya, for Hekdish, you know, for Nyanei Mitzvah, it's considered most, it's considered, uh, you know, ugly and not allowed to be used. V'chein, he gives another example, Tachshit Ekehanim, let's say the uniform of the priest, which we discussed last week, that according to many shitas, the uniform is not going to be a problem for a person to use it. But to make, to use that uniform, Gagayin again, Hamilam Shalashim like again, the, the gowns that uh, the priests would, would wear, to turn that into a talus that you're going to wear by davening, or for the mitzvah tzitzis, that, that you shouldn't do. Or to use it for any other dvar mitzvah, for that matter, use it as a proiches or whatever the case may be. It's considered most, it's, it's, it's disgusting for to those things to be used for a mitzvah. The Ramah adds at the end, over there the Shulchan Aruch also discusses this basic idea as well, of it, it's, it's in Hilchas Beisachnesis over there, so that's why... Like it's a cross-reference. That's where the Shulchan Aruch sort of repeats it over there as well. Um, it's interesting. Over there, the Mishnah talks about a broader case of, let's say, by extension, 
if let's say you want to convert a church into a shul, is that a problem? So the Mishra, it's interesting, the Mishra brings down different opinions about it, and basically, basically he comes out lukula. he comes out that it's, that it's going to be mutter to do that. You have to, he, one variable that he says is that you have to make sure what type of church it is, because some churches that there was actually in Havadizara in the church, then the whole church is going to then be seen as something that's Masham Shevadizara, something that was used to sort of uh, service Havadizara, and then the whole building will be Aserbano, even for a regular person. So, but if it's, I don't know, not a Catholic church, whatever, it's just a church that Gaim uh, get together and pray. So it's not technically Havadizara, like the building is not Aserbano, but in, in this category, so is it most or not? Could you use that for a shul and so on? So it's a machlekes. The Mishra comes out with love. It's a discussion over there. The Say it again. What are the actual sales? Yeah, you're right. No, technically speaking, it would be it would be bottle. Uh, it, it could be it could be uh, bittel would work in those in those situations. The only issue would be is that it still might be most for uh, to be used as a shul. You know what I'm saying? In that, in that case, the Mishra talks about different things. What about what about buying chairs that were used in the church or uh, benches and so on? Is that is that is that also most okay? These are you know different situations like that. But that's the halach in, in Sifir Gimel. Okay, Sifir Dal Shulchan Aruch continues along the same lines. Let's say you have a book that was a an avoid desire book. I don't know. It had a, you know their prayer book or whatever the case may be. So you shouldn't. So in those days, again, paper was expensive. So very often what they would do is they would recycle books. They would take it, erase it and reuse it for other things. So can you take a book from Avadizara, so to speak, and like repurpose it for a svarim or whatever your, your personal needs are? So he says, <laughs> You should not write, uh, you should not write on uh, the svarim of Avadizara. Of, <laughs> Unless it's so erased that you mamish can't tell that it was ever used before, then already it's not considered uh, most to be used for svarim, but otherwise, if it, if you can tell that there was something there, even though you can't read what was there originally, but uh, the roshim, the residue is still there, then it's the the paper is still now considered to be most to be used for whether it be a sitter or svarim and so on. That's what the Shulchan says. There are those that even go further. Even in that case, where it was mamish erased completely, davening shouldn't be written on it. You shouldn't turn it into a safe, into a sitter. Because the prosecutor can't become the defense attorney. Right? Now, the, the truth is, and that's the idea, like this is an object of a desire, if you want to take the papers and they were mamish erased completely, you can't even tell anything was there, and turn it into a Gemara, for learning, that's fine. But for davening, that's already in Kategonasa Seneger. The, the, the truth is, I mean, we're not going to go into this so much right now, but it's probably, when this opinion, this opinion is from Rabbi Dachasid, so I'm safe for Chassidim. So when Rabbi Dachasid said this, that in Kategonasa Seneger, it's probably just a borrowed term and a borrowed idea, because technically speaking, like the famous application of that idea of Enkater Gernatsas is a shayfer in Rosh Hashanah, right? That you can't have a shayfer of Rosh Hashanah that's made of a cow, of an ox's horn. The Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, one opinion is because Enkater Gernatsas Neger, remind Hashem of the eagle, and that's why the Kain Gadol doesn't go into the Kodesh HaKadshem with golden begadim, not to remind Hashem of the eagle. That's the, those are the classic cases of Enkater Gernatsas In the Gemara over there, the Gemara gives you like stipulations of what falls under that category. 
and the, the stipulations don't apply to this case. I mean, first of all, the Gemara says it has to be the one that's, that, that sinned has to be the one that's trying to find favor in Hashem's eyes. So we sinned with the Egel, and now we're trying to find favor with the, the Shoefer, in this case, it's a safer of the Zara from Goyim. It's not, it's not our issue. And also the Gemara says another stipulation, it has to be something that beautifies the person using it. So the Kain Gadol wearing golden clothing or even blowing a shoifer, it's sort of like, uh, you know, it, it, it shows off your skills. It has to be something that says something about you. But just a book that you're holding in your hands that also wouldn't fall into the category of Enkitegi and Asasenegi. So most likely it's just a borrowed, borrowed term that just uh, Viter, in terms of sensitivity of Mios, says Rabbi Chassid, to use it for a sitter, that already is not, uh, you know, he feels it's not so, not so uh, respectful. Okay, fine, that's the halach of, of, of Yudalad. <laughs> okay, um, let's move on. Yeah, mias is uh, something that's 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 gross, something that's disgusting. So, again, it's not physically dirty, but it's uh, it's a little bit repugnant and to use this for the object of a mitzvah. And that's what Rabbi Chassid is saying that to go even further, davening a sitter for davening is going to be even more sensitive to that quality. It's something it's probably along the same lines as mias. Okay, sif tesvav. Now, in sif tesvav, this is going to be a little bit where more we'll focus more of our attention right now. So says the Shulchan Aruch like this, in Sif Tesvav, he's now discussing a different angle. Until now, we've been talking about, you know, things that are for the Zara, can a Yid use it? For personal use, for mitzvahs, and so on. This is going to be talking about, what if I have something that, that an idolater or a guy wants, can I sell it to him? And the issues are going to be revolving around Lif Ne'ivar, Lesitein Merchol. Can I, you know, you're not allowed to place a stumbling block in front of someone else, so could I sell something to a guy that they're going to use for their Avodah right? So Avodah is also for a guy too. So we'll be with naive verse. That's going to be the discussion. So it says the Shulchan Aruch like this. Sifri Amimin, Avodah books, prayer books, that, uh, that uh, the guy would use, that Biyad Yisrael, that Yid has. Yesh Mishaymer, there are those that say, Shein is Lomachar, that there's no problem of selling that to a guy. So that's what the Shulchan Aruch is passing right now, that if you have a prayer book that a non-Jewish person, you know, would use, for praying to Avodah Zarah, it's not a problem for you to sell that to a guy. That's what the Shulchan Aruch Paskins. The Ramah, again, we're just going to go through it inside and then we'll see some of the background. The Ramah says, however, there are those that disagree, and I'm Ramachmer, it's not true, you're not allowed to sell such a book to a non-Jew. If it's a book that they're going to use, or it's most likely they're going to use it to sing praises and prayers to their Avodah Zarah, that's going to be a problem. The Ramah goes on further, not only, not only uh, he's even more machmer, there are those that even say that, that they qualify, that this Isser of selling prayer books to a non-Jew, that's only going to be to sell it to a priest. Who that, that he's for sure going to use it. That's what he wants it for. But a, a regular non-Jew that's maybe not so religious or maybe in those days didn't know how to read or was illiterate or whatever, there's not going to be an issue with selling this safer, this book, this prayer book to the guy. But however, those that are, if you're machmer, it's a good idea. Again, the, the explanation is because, yeah, listen, the person that you're selling it to himself might not use it, but... Uh, Prayer book of Avodah Zarah. It's only a matter of time until it finds its way back to a galach, you know. So it's uh, by selling it to the to the to this non-Jew. It's basically as if 
down the line you're selling it to a person that's going to use it for Avodazar. And even if it's just a matter of selling them ink and paper, and you know that that's why the person is buying it, in order to write down their books to serve Avodah Zarah, also yesh machmir and that's also uh, those that are machmir to Aseret. Okay, so that's the machlokes between the, Ramah, the Machaber and the Ramah. Says the Machaber, there is no problem with selling prayer books to a non-Jew, Again, of these are prayer books. And the Ramah says, no, it is a problem. And so much so, it could even be a problem with selling just paper and, and, and pen if you know that's what they're going to be doing with it. That's the Machlagis. Okay. Now, the Machaber continues. Again, bear in mind, the Machaber is the one that just said that you're allowed to sell a prayer book to a non-Jew. Forget uh, paper and pen, that's for sure. Even a prayer book, Mamish. Even to a, to a priest, you're allowed to sell it. The Yesh Mishaymer says the Machaber. And there are those that say, binyan that you're not allowed to lend money to a non-Jew if it's for the purposes of them building a house of Avadah Zarah, or to, again, uh, to lend money or, or objects to allow them to decorate their Avadah Zarah, or objects to use in service of Avadah Zarah. This is not even, you're not even allowed to give them the money to do this. Certainly you're not allowed to give them the objects themselves. If you want to give a pan to a priest that he's going to use for Avodah Zarah, that Machabah says you're not allowed to do. And if you, either uh, by holding yourself back, you'll be more matzliach. It'll be, it's a school for Parnassa not to uh, do this stuff. And he goes on further. Okay. And uh, the, these books, it's also best, not, you know, again, even though he said it's technically mutter to sell to them, it's best to, to to avoid these things. It's definitely uh, it's a good thing. And if your parnas is book binding, he says that you know you should also try to avoid binding these books. Again, books that are just legal documents that are held in the church, but it's not uh, religious in nature. That's obviously not going to be a problem. Again, if you're concerned about the guy getting upset by this, then then obviously you avoid whatever you can and. You do what you have, whatever you have to do. It's already like bekuch nefesh in that regard. Okay, so let let's sum up what the Shulchan Aruch said again. Isolating the mechaber himself. The mechaber's opening line of Sif Tesvav was that you're allowed to sell prayer books to a non-Jew. Again, no stipulations to the Galuch himself, and he's telling you, I need this for my you know for prayer, hundred percent mutter. And then the mechaber goes on, but you're not allowed to lend money to a non-Jew or certainly give objects to a non-Jew that's going to actually build the house of Avodah Zarah, uh, the pans for Avodah Zarah, and so on. That was the, the sheet of the Machaber. Again, and the Ramah disagreed with the opening line. The Ramah said, that no, you're not allowed to sell a prayer book to a non-Jew. You're not, you're not even allowed to sell a pen and paper to a non-Jew if you know that's what they're going to be using it for, if it's for Avodah Zarah. Okay, so let, let's, let's get a little background over here where this is coming from. Yeah. So when you have dissenting views, then, then not necessarily. But in this particular case, where there is no dissenting view, and he opens it up as Yesh Mishaimer, then usually the way it's explained is that the, the, where this halacha that he's quoting from, where it's, where it's coming from, is a little bit of an obscure source, so he calls it a Yesh Mishaimer, but not to say necessarily that he's not holding like that. So you'll see in the sources where that's coming from. If you take a look at Marmukha number one, okay, so let's just break it down. So the Beis Yosef in, uh, right over here in, in Kuf, uh, Kuf Lametes writes the following thing. Kosov 
the Shibali Haleket. Again, one of the Rishayinim, but a little bit more off the beaten path Rishayinim. So the Shibali Haleket writes the following things. Svarim Shal Goyim, books of Goyim, Oivdei Vadezara, again, prayer books like we're talking about. Shenishtaku Biyad Yisrael, that find their way into Jewish hands. Harav Rebelazar, says the Shibali Haleket, Rebelazar held one of the Rishayinim. He held. He did not hold her there being an iser to sell them. So says the Shabbat Aleket, you're allowed to sell prayer books to a non-Jew, and that's where that's where the Beis Yosef is coming from. That's what he's quoting. Now, the Beis Yosef himself, where, where is there a muck coming from to disagree with that? So the Beis Yosef in Simon Kufnun Aleph in Marmokah number two, he brings down in Kufnun Aleph a dissenting view. Shakasas, so he writes the following thing in Kufnun Aleph. Ubekitzvei Mari. Isarlian, which is the Chumas Adeshim, one of the great Ashkenazi authorities. Kosov al Amechiras Svarim Psulim Lagalachim. He wrote about the Chumas Adeshim, wrote about this topic of selling Svarim, you know, again, prayer books to Galachim, to priests. And the Chumas Adeshim writes, any day heter. I don't know what the heter would be. In Yedua, Shaisim Svarim, Sifra Yerasim, if you know that these books, the books of their religion, Shemihem Mizamrim, Vaidim Lavadizar, that they're going to use this to sing and to pray to their Vadizar, says the Trumas Deshan, I don't I don't I don't see I had to, I don't know where why he would be allowed to do such a thing. Now this opinion of the Trumas Deshan is what the Ramah was coming from. And the Ramah said, again, not like the Machaber, the Ramah said, You're not allowed to sell these prayer books, right? Not even paper and pen. Now the truth is now here, if all there was was this these two opinions, the Shibali Alekan on one side saying that not a problem to sell it to a non-Jew. Chumar Sedeshan on the other side, it is a problem. The truth is, that by itself is a sort of, a, okay, an even machlegas. If anything, probably the Chumar Sedeshan is a little more of an authoritative, you know, safer than the Shabali Halakat. And so the, the issue that we're, the, the first issue that we have to deal with is a, why would the Mechaber be Mekel and Paskin like the Shabali Halakat Without any question, you're allowed to sell prayer books to a non-Jew if the Beis Yosef himself, in Kufnun Aleph at least, brings down the Trumas Adeshin as a dissenting view. And the truth is, and we're talking about, what Isra are we talking about over here? We're talking about Lefneiver, which is Daraisa. It's a theoretical issue of Isra Daraisa, of putting a stumbling block in front of God, which we'll get to in a second to clarify that. But you're dealing with a theoretical Isra Daraisa, and it's a Machlokis, Rishainim, early Achreinim, whether this is an issue or not. Why would the Mechaber just all of a sudden be Mekel? More than that, not only is it just a Shbali Aleket versus a Trumas Adeshin, the Vilna Gain in his Biragra points out that there's a whole slew of Rishonim that are actually on the side of the Trumas Adeshin to say, oh sir, that you're not allowed to do this. Take a look at Maramukha number three. There's a Taisvis, it's a Taisvis, it's a Navad Zara. This is not, a, this is not a obscuration already. The Beis Yosef knew a Taisvis. Taisvis in Navad Zara, Dafyadal, and Mavez says the following thing. The Gemara over there is talking about certain objects that you're not allowed to sell to a guy during their holiday season because you know that they're going to use it for Avad Zara. So again, we're not going to get into that sugya so much, but says Taisvis, at the end of the day, Kasav Rabbeinu Baruch, Rabbeinu Baruch, one of the Rishayim, writes, if you have an object and you know it's clear that the guy is going to be using it for Avadizara, that's Aser. You're not allowed to sell an object to a non Jew if you know that he's going to be using it for Avadizara. Based on that principle, says Rabbi Nebarach, you're never going to be allowed to sell to a galach, to a priest, levaina, incense, because you know that's what he's going to be using it for, is to burn in, in, by the church. It's basically, 
you know, it's basically being said, like it's, a, it's an unwritten, it's an unspoken understanding. That's what he's going to be using it for. The Dover Boru, that's obviously why he's buying incense. Vahachinami, this is our point, says the Taisvis in Avadizara, so too, Svarim Psulim. In other words, prayer books of Avodah Zarah, Haru'uyim Latifla, he's uh, changing the word instead of Tefillah, Tifla, Tifla means disgusting. So the prayer books which are, which are being used for praying for Avodah Zarah, the base Akam, Asr Limkulahem, you're not allowed to sell to a guy, Lekaimrim, you're not allowed to sell to them, Daivim Mishim Lefneiver, because you're violating the prohibition of Lefneiver. And says, and says the Taisvis, and this is you know, even more strict than the Ramah, even to sell it to a non-Jew that's not a priest. It's still Asr. At some point, a prayer book is going to find its way into the church. That's what it's going to be used for. So even if you're not directly selling it to the Galach, eventually it's going to find its way there. So here's question number one that the, that the Vilna Gain asks on the Mechaber. We have on the one side the Shabali Haleket, which said that you're allowed to sell prayer books to a non-Jew. Maskin, that's the Shabali Haleket wrote. But on the other hand... You have the Trumas Adeshen, Taisvis, and by the way, it's not just Taisvis, it's the Mordechai, it's the Smag, a whole slew of Ashkenazi Rishayim that say clearly that you're not allowed to sell a prayer book to a non-Jew, even other, even forget a Galach, even other non-Jews, because eventually it's going to find its way to a Galach, and they're dealing with the Nisar Darais of Neiver. So it's not just the Trumas Adeshen against the Shabbat Yolek, you're talking about Trumas Adeshen, Taisvis, Mordechai, Smag, a whole slew of like, legitimate Hard, you know, heavy hitters in Rishonim against uh, Shabbat Eleket, which is a little bit off the beaten path in terms of Psak. So why in the world would the Mechaber Paskin Lakula, without any dissenting opinion, that you're allowed to sell prayer books to a non-Jew? The truth is, if you think about it, the Vilna Gain also points out, what's Takab Shah in the Shabbat Eleket? Why, why is this not Lifni either? And I know we're talking about a non-Jew, but there's a Gemara in Nadarim, and we're going to see this referenced in a moment. There's a, there's a Gemara in Nadarim which is mefurish, that there's a problem of Lifne'ivar selling Avodizar potential items to a non Jew. The Gemara says, Amaisa, if you take a look at Marmokka number four, so the Beis Yosef actually quotes the Gemara, and that's what makes it even more astounding. He quotes the Gemara itself, which is the source, that there is a problem of Lifne'ivar selling. Objects that could be used for Avodah to a non-Jew. Take a look at Marmok number four. He quotes from a Yireim. Pasak Pepera Kakainim. The Gemara Nedarim on Samach Beis Mabez says the following Maisa. Gavi Rav Ashi, Havilei Ova. Rav Ashi owned a forest. Okay? And Zavne Lebein Naira. And Rav Ashi made a business contract with a certain group of, uh, a certain cult, a certain uh, group of Avodah worshippers. And their service was to burn fires for their Avadizar. Now they needed, they needed lumber, they needed wood for it, so Ravashi had a forest, so he supplied them with wood. Amrle Ravina Ravashi, and says the Gemara, the Ravina said to Ravashi, let's lift Neva, how can you sell wood to non-Jews that you know they're, they're using it for Avadizar? So Ravashi said, I agree, it is Lifneiver theoretically, but this case it's not, because because the vast majority of the wood that they're buying are for their own personal benefit, and the small amount that I'm selling them is bottle and it's unknown, so it's not going to be a Lifneiver issue, because the majority of the sales are for not of other purposes. But, what you do see from the Gemara is clear, that an object which you know this particular object is going to be used for Avadizara, then the Gemara is Mefurish, that it's Lifneiver. So again, so these are the issues issue that, the, that the Vilna Gaon raises. Again, why would the, the, the Mechaber be so willing to pask in Lakula if you have, it's a, based on a Shabbat Yolekit, if it's against the Trumas Adesh and Taisus, Mordechai, Smag, 
Big Rishayim. And second of all, what's Pshat and the Shabbat like it? You have a Mephor Shikimar. There is Lifnei Iver for an Anjou too. So like what, giving something to an Anjou for him to do an Aver with. But there is an Aver for him. So why would the Shabbat Yalekit Bechlal be Mekel? Again, one thing, if you want to tell me uh, paper and pens, okay, maybe it's a little bit for a move, maybe he'll use it for other things. A prayer book to a Galach. And he's telling you, you need, I need it for my church. Right? Why in the world would it be Mutter? Why is it an Aleph Neither? How do they see it from? Like the Shev Mitzvahs. How, how do they see that that sort of applies to the Avodah Zarah is one of the Shev Mitzvahs. Avodah is one of the Shev Mitzvahs. So, so praying to Avodah Zarah, that's, that's idolatry. And Lifne Iver is one of the Lifne means anyone that... Well, we're going to see... Okay, we're going to get into that in a moment. But Lifne Iver is... Any, part of Lifne Iver, at least, is any time you're facilitating someone or helping them out and doing an Avera for them... It's a problem. It doesn't have to be an aver for you, by the way. I mean, if I, the classic case in the Gemara, we'll, we'll speak we'll be about this in a, in, a, in a few minutes, but uh, if you have a person that's a Nazir, so I'm not allowed to, and he's, you know, do me a favor, he, let's say, you know, he doesn't have access to wine, he's not allowed to have wine, but I have wine. And he says, I can't take this anymore, I need a, I need a Lechaim, give me some wine. If I give him wine, I'm violating Lifni Yivlesid Emirshel. I'm not a Nazir, but it's also for him. So I'm facilitating an Avera. So Avodizar is also for me too. <laughs> so for sure it's going to be a problem. So again, like, it, 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 that's the Pashtas that this is Lifneiv, or why would the Shabbat like it be Mekel? <laughs> so that's true. If, he can, if, if, if this particular object he can get anyway, then it goes down from Daraisa to Darabana. Okay, it goes down from Daraisa to Darabana, which it would still be Aser Darabanan. And maybe, and, 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 and the Shabbat Yaleket just gives this blanket heter, including cases that the person would otherwise not be able to pray, right? So it's one thing, I, I, I mean, what you're getting out is, right, you're trying to suggest that maybe this case is not a Lithuanian issue because maybe he can serve with the czar in other ways. But maybe this, but maybe not. I mean, it, 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 in those situations, yeah, then it wouldn't be Lithuanian on a Daraisa level. Maybe it would be bumped down to Darabana, which is still an issue. Right, still usher, but more than that, maybe it's in a case of where the person wouldn't otherwise be able to pray or serve, and, and in his brain, this is the only way to do it. Is if I have that prayer book. It's called Iver because he's not really an Iver. You'd think the classic with the Iver is that the guy doesn't know that you give him a treat. Right. Tell him it's kosher. Right. That's lifting Iver. But the guy's asking for it. He's like, I know it's treat. Right. Right. So we're going to see that in a second. The, the, the Rama himself addresses this. That the reason why it's called Iver <laughs> is because he's being blinded by his own Yitzhahara. In other words, he's not blind in terms of knowledge, he's blind in terms of self-control. And so that's also considered Lifnei Iver. But that's going to be, I mean, you know, spoiler alert, I mean, that's, that's where we're headed to discuss Lifnei Iver. Okay, so that's all question number one. Okay, now there's another question. The, that was all one, the, the, the first line of the Mechaber. You're allowed to sell prayer books, and the Ramah said you're not. And that was the issue. Like, why would the Mechaber, again, Side with the Shabbat which itself needs explanation over these other Rishonim. The next problem is the Machaber himself then goes on to talk about other things, which he says you're not allowed to sell. So he says you're allowed to sell you're allowed to sell prayer books, but all of a sudden when it comes to a pan, you know that the Galach is going to use, or even lending money to build the temple for the Vadizara, that the Machaber himself says. It's a problem. Now, the, what's the source of that? Where is the, where is the Mechaber coming from with that? So in Maramukha number four, this is, uh, this is also the Beis Yosef. The Beis Yosef quotes from the Uraim. Okay, The Uraim is, again, one of the, one of the Rishonim. 
he was one of the Talmidim, uh, the Reim. I think he was a Talmud of Rabbeinu Tam, I believe. So again, he says, first he quotes this Gemara Nadarim, that there's clearly an issue of Lifni Iver, you know, uh, giving things to a guy that he's going to use for Avadizara. So, so if you take a look at three lines in, Nikan Yeshlomite says the Reim, from this Gemara you could learn, you could deduce, that you're not even allowed to lend money to an Anju, for the purposes of building their temple, or to decorate their Avadizara, or to buy objects to serve you know, their Avadizara, like pans and so on, and then certainly not just lending money, obviously, goes out, even the object itself for sure is a problem. Let's say goblets that you're going to use to pour wine and so on, or pans. And literally he goes on with the same language that the Mechaira came from. So says the Gra, question two. Question two is why is the Mechaira himself is contradicting himself. If you're passing like the Shibali Aleket, and you tell me you're allowed to sell prayer books to a non-Jew, and for whatever reason, you're just ignoring Lifnaiver issues over here, then why is it that all of a sudden, lending money for the temple, you know, for the building fund, or lending, uh, or giving them a pan, that's already mutter. What's the difference between a prayer book, that this is the only way the guy is going to pray, and giving a pan, that's the only way he's going to burn incense. For some reason, the prayer book is okay and the pan is not. What's the chilek? So these are, that's the question, too, that the, the Vilna Gaon raises, which is that the Mechaber himself is contradicting himself. So these are the issues. Okay, so this is all revolving on Lifna Iver. Okay, so let's, let, let's go into that. Okay, let's, let's start from the, from, yeah, from the beginning. Yes, and we know for sure that the, the Yesh Mishaimer is the same Sharish yeah, yeah, it's all, this is all, all the, yeah, but in the, in the sources, the Rishon, in the context, it's all coming from Lifniva. That's, that's what this whole issue is revolving around. So let's discuss Lifniva for a second. Okay, so again, mm-hmm. let's, let's get to, let's start from ground zero. It says in Pasuk, Lifniva, before a blind person, don't place a stumbling block. Okay? So there's an important, the Rambam explains to us what's included in that. Okay? Maramukha number five, the Rambam and Sefer Mitzvahs, Okay? The Raman says like this, is in Loisasei Reish Tzadites, Shezirano. What the Loisasei is as follows, we're being warned, we're being uh, forbidden from, Meharshel Kitsaseinu Es Kitsaseinu, from one person being marshal, you know, messing over uh, another Yid or another person, Be'etza, when it comes to advice. Right? So again, the, obviously the literal Pasuk means literally a person that's blind, don't put a stomach lock in front of them that they, that they would trip. The Gemara understands that that's allegorical, by, and by extension it means anyone that is asking for advice and they don't know what to do, and you give bad advice on purpose, that's cool, putting a stomach lock in front of someone. V'hu? Ram explains. Shemishalcha adam someone asks you advice about something. And who nefata by, and this person, uh, can be tricked regarding the sin. And obviously he doesn't know he's coming to you for your opinion. And now, uh, you know, you can theoretically uh, put a stomach block in his way. Uba hazara, so the, the mitzvah comes to warn you. Not to, not to trick him and not to uh, try to give him bad advice. Avil rather, you should give him the advice as best as you possibly can to give him the advice that you see fit. You shouldn't try to mess him up. Okay, that's the that's that's the simpler interpretation of Livnaiver. Now, the Rabbim says, Chazal also tell us that this love, Shukil Gamkain, includes another scenario. if you help another person commit a sin, or you or you facilitate it, 
That's also called Lifni Ivel Asitin Mirshol. How so? Ki Yavi Yishahu, you're taking this person, She'ivra Tavasai, Ein Sechlai, that his Tavis have blinded the eyes of his intellect. In other words, he's like all, he's not thinking straight in a certain sense, right? If you think straight, then doing an Avir is crazy. So he's not thinking straight. And despite that, the Chazer Iver, now he's blind, so to speak, he's blinded by his own Tavis, V'yifatehu, and now you. Uh, seduce him. Now you 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 and, and you know you, you facilitate the stumbling, the blindness. The Yazru and you help him fulfill his avera. So ayachin leisibas avera. You prepare the situation to allow him to do the avera. That's also lifting evil asitim mirshol. And again, the classic example in the Gemara: a guy that's a nazir. I can't pour. I can't uh, bring him wine. Uh, situations like that. Okay, that's that's lifting evil. Now, here's the question, and this is going to be getting to the crux of lifting evil. Are these conceptually one idea, or are these conceptually two different ideas? In other words, let, let's let's put it in this way: the, con- the, the, the one side of lefneiver, which is like literally giving someone bad advice, that's a benadam lechaverai issue. He's you know it's rachmanis. He's asking you for you know what, where should he invest his money, and you're you know he doesn't know, and you're uh, giving him bad advice. So the question is as follows: the other side of lefneiver, which is giving this guy, offering him wine, whatever the case may be. Is that basically the same idea? In other words, it's just a broadening of situations, of scenarios where you're giving this guy bad advice. In one case, he doesn't know any better. And in this case, he knows any better, but he can't, you know, he's, uh, he's blinded by his own typhus. But the point is, these are, these are just millions of scenarios where you're doing something, <coughs> you're doing something wrong to that, to that guy. It's Rahman, it's Nebuch. He doesn't know where to invest his money. It's Nebuch, he's being caught up in his own Yetzirahs. And you're, uh, you're, you're messing him over. You're putting a stumble block in front of him. Why you do that? That's one concept. Or, the other way to think of it is as follows. That the, the, it's true, the, giving the bad advice about stocks... That's been on That's you do something wrong. You're you're putting a stone block in front of that guy. But the other side of with Naivar, maybe it's not been on Maybe the concept is as follows: is that just as I am not allowed to eat chazer, so part of the mitzvah, the aver of eating chazer, is not to be involved in even someone else's eating chazer. Now, what does it mean to be involved in someone else's chazer? If the, to offer him chazer and to give him chazer, if otherwise he can't. There's an iser on me if I were to be a nazir to have wine. So part of that is that I can't partake in wine if I'm a nazir, or I can't even be involved in the drinking of wine by another nazir. What does it mean to be involved? It means to offer him wine. In other words, the other side, the other side of the argument is that this concept of lifneiver is a sentence that the Torah says, but really what the sentence means is a a window. To, it's a window into every single one of the other 612 mitzvahs. That every other mitzvah contains within it, not just you don't, that you shouldn't break Shabbos, you shouldn't facilitate anyone else's breaking Shabbos. Don't break Shabbos yourself and don't be a part of someone else's chil Shabbos. Don't uh, wear shatnas yourself and don't be a part of someone else's shatnas. And that's all being revealed by this statement of Lifna Evil Mershal. Those are the two sides of the argument. Now, there's a number of nafkaminas to bring out this point, okay? So take a look at, at Maramukah number six, okay? We're going to see that this is a machlakis rishanim, as you'll see. Maramukah number six is the Ramam himself in the introduction to Sefer Mitzvahs. The Ramam is talking about over there a concept of lav shabachlalos, 
Olav Shalachos means one sentence that the Torah says, a particular Olav, but this sentence has many different explanations and many different, uh, not just applications, but different ideas that are contained in that sentence. For example, the classic example is the Pasik says, don't eat on blood. What exactly does that mean? There's different interpretations that have nothing to do with each other. One interpretation is uh, that the, the you're not allowed to eat meat of a carbon before the blood was spilled on the Mizbech. Okay? Another interpretation is that the Sanhedrin, when they kill someone in Bezdin, have to fast that day. Completely unrelated interpretations. But it's all in one sentence. That's called a lav shabachlolos. Whenever you have a lav shabachlolos, the klal is ain't like it. There's no malchus. If you violate any one of those particular interpretations, you don't get malchus because that mitzvah, that lav, means other things too. It's not just, again, understand, it's not just an application. It's not just matter, many applications. It's different ideas being shtupped into this one pasuk. That's called a lav shabachlolos. Says the Rambam. V'dimyan zehalav gamkein. Another lav that's similar to this idea. Kolaymer, Leisleichu Laldam, that's similar to this mitzvah of Leisleichu Laldam, one sentence with many interpretations, is Amrai Velifne Ivra Lisitin Mirshal. Lifne Ivra is also considered to be a Lav Shabachlolos. Why? Kyugankin, Koylin Yanam Rabbim, Kmoishnavar, as you'll see later on in Sefer Mitzvah, which is Maramaka number five that we read before, says the Ramam, Lifne Ivra also contains many, many different uh, concepts. What's he talking about? In, in what ways does it contain many different concepts? It has many applications. It could be applied to a guy asking advice about stocks. It could be applied to literally a blind person walking down the, down the street. But those are applications. But concepts, what are the different concepts containing Lifne Iver? So it's clear from the Rambam that the site of Lifne Iver is a, a pasuk that contains many concepts. What are the many concepts? One concept is don't give bad advice. Another concept is that, don't part, that, that, that it's a window into the midst of keeping Shabbos. That you don't break Shabbos and don't be a part of someone else's Chil Shabbos. It's a window into Shatnas. Don't wear Shatnas and don't partake in someone else's Shatnas. It's a window into uh, Avadizara. Don't do Avadizara yourself and don't partake in someone else's Avadizara. And so, in other words, and that's why it's considered a lav Shabbos that you don't get Malchus because, no, let's put it this way. If the side, uh, if that side of Lifni Ever, which was don't, 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 uh, uh, enable someone doing an Avera, if that was conceptually the same as giving bad advice about stocks, then those are just many applications of the same idea, but it's not different ideas. So why would it be considered Lav Shabachlolos, like Lesaychel Aldam, which are not just different applications, it's different ideas altogether. The fact that the Rambam says Lifni Iver means it's not just applications that are different, it's <laughs> concepts that are different. What's clear in the Rambam is, is that this idea of Lifna'iva, the side of Lifna'iva, which is not to enable someone else to do an Avera, it's not just considered to be bad advice. That, that's, that, that side of Lifna'iva is a Pasuk that's giving us a deeper interpretation and a different side of every single one of the other 612 mitzvahs. That's the Rambam. Now, this is not just the Rambam. Take a look at Marmok in the 7, the Ritva, in Masech Zivamis, also says this openly. He writes, Kivan since Lifni Iver is not specified to one interpretation, it doesn't have one identity of just being giving bad advice. Rather, it's a it's a pasuk that is a window into a redefinition of every other mitzvah of the Torah. Ain't like enough, you don't get Malkus because of that. So the Rambam, the Ritva, this is also the opinion of the Baal Hamar. There's a famous opinion of the Baal Hamar at the end of Mesech Sanhedrin. 
It's a fascinating idea. We know that the B'derach Klal, the Koch Nefesh overrides everything, right? You break Shabbos to save a life, except for the big three, right? Of the Zohar, Gilarites, and Shvichas Daman. What about Lifni Ever of the big three? What about Lifni Ever of the big three? The case is, let's say a non-Jew, uh, you know, wants to kill someone, God forbid, and the only way he can do it is if you give him a weapon. And he's saying, well, if you don't give it to me, then I'll kill you, or whatever. Or he wants to uh, serve a Vaidizara, and the only way he can do it is if you give him a Getchka. So can you do that? Says the Balamar, it's Yohar Valyavar. Yohar Valyavar. Now let's think about that for a second. If the concept of enabling someone to do an Avera was really just a Beinadum Lechavero Isser of giving bad advice, that's not, that's not the Gimel Averis Chamuris, that's not one of the big three. The big three to give up your life is an Aver, an Avodizar Avera, a Shvichas Dom Avera, a Gilei Rais Avera. If the Balmar is saying that it's Yohar Val Yavar, not just Gilei Rais, but Lifnei Ever of Gilei Rais, not just Avodizar, but Lifnei Ever of Avodizar, what the Balmar is clearly holding is that what? Is that these Lifnei Ever, that side of Lifnei Ever is a window into Avodizar. That Avodizar contains not just you doing Avodizar, it contains you're prohibited from Avodizar and you're prohibited from being involved in someone else's Avodizar by enabling it. And the same thing with Gilei Rais and Shvichas Damim. It's a window into the Gimel Averis Chamurs. It expands the territory of the big three. So the Balmar also is on the side of the Ramban, the Ritva, the Balmar. By the way, even the Ramban and the Ran and the Rajba, <laughs> you name it, all the Svartish Rishayim, they all disagree with the Balmar. It's true. They disagree with the Balmar and Sanhedrin, and they hold that it's not Yohar Valyavar to do Lifneiver of the big three. But they deal with the discussion, they deal with the debate, they say maybe it is Yohar Valyavar, maybe it's not. They go back and forth about it, and they come out with the following statement. What they come out is that it's officially not Yohar Valyavar because at the end of the day, Lifne Iver is inclusive, then it, it, it sheds light on more than just the big three. So just like it's a Lav Shabachlolis, you don't get Malkus on it, so it's not going to be Yohar Valyavar either. But the fact that they're open to a discussion about this, already means that they're thinking of it in terms of it being an Avera that sheds light on Avadizara, on Gil and Shrikas Damim. Again, if it's just purely giving bad advice, then the discussion doesn't start. What are you talking about? Yohar Valyavar. This is a Bein Adam Lechavera. It has nothing to do with Avadizara. It's no different than giving advice about the stocks. It's no worse of an Avera if you're facilitating Avadizara than you're facilitating a bad advice in the stock market, conceptually. So the fact they're even discussing this means that all these Rishayim, Rambam, Ritva, Balamar, Ramban, Ran, you name it, all these Rishayim are airing on, uh, hold on the side that Lifnei Ever means it's an extension, it's a revelation of each one of the 612. You're, you have to keep Shabbos and you can't participate in someone else's Chil Shabbos either. That's what it means. On the other side, okay, we do have, on the other side, Rishayim that disagree. And namely, for the most part, Ashkenazi Rishayim. Ashkenazi Rishayim. If you take a look at the final Maramakim, there's a Tysus in Gittin. Okay, it's a little bit, it's complicated in the Gemara, so we're not going to get too bogged down. But the situation Tysus is dealing with is the following case. Let's say you have a Kayan. A Kayan is not allowed to marry a Grusha, yeah? Let's say you have a Kayan that is sending a regular Yisrael as a Shliach to go be Makadish for the Kayan, a woman that's a Grusha. Okay, so basically he's sending a Shliach to do an Aver for him, right? Because like, right, he's not allowed to get married to a Grusha. He's not doing it himself. He's going to have the Yisrael do the Kedushan for him. So there's an idea of Ein Shlich Aver, that you can't send a message. Shlichus does not work if, if it's for an Aver. Now, 
there's details with that. And part of the discussion that the Gemara deals with in terms of the parameters of Ein Shleich Ledvarveira, whether the Shlichus works, whether it doesn't, is the Shlich has to be what's called a Bar Chiyuva. He also has to be someone that's in a category of this issue. That the Meshalech is sending him to do an Avera, that's also something that's in the realm of the Shlich's world as well. So what Toysis is discussing is the following case. A Kayan has a prohibition of marrying a Grusha, but he's sending a Yisrael to do it. Is the Yisrael considered someone that's in the Parsha of this Avera of marrying a Grusha or not? Now, obviously, the Yisrael has no issue of marrying a Grusha, but it's Lifne Iver. So does Lifne Iver put him in the Parsha of the Avera of marrying a Grusha or not? That's what Tesis is discussing. Now, on our own, let's think about this. If you hold like the Rambam and the Ritva and the Ran and the Balamar, that the Yisoyed of Lifnei Iver is an expansion of the Avera that you're facilitating. The Torah said, don't eat Chazer. And the Torah said, don't eat Chazer means don't be part of someone else's Chazer as well. Then the Torah said, don't, Kayin shouldn't marry a Grusha. And any Yisrael shouldn't be involved in that process either. And that's a Grusha, it's part of the mitzvah, of the Avera of marrying a Grusha. Then what? Then the Yisrael that's being sent on that mission is a Bar Chiyuva. He's part of the parsha too. He's not, his, his, his way of violating that prohibition is not by marrying a Grusha himself, but he violates that prohibition of marrying a Grusha by facilitating a coin to marry the Grusha. However, if you go with the other approach, that all this is, is just giving bad, bad, bad uh, stock tips, but it's not, it has nothing to do with the Avera of marrying a Grusha, then the Yisrael has no shaykhist to that Aver of marrying a Grusha. He has, he's Lifneiver. He has a problem with Lifneiver, but Lifneiver doesn't bring him into that parsha of the Aver of marrying a Grusha. It, it gives him a general idea not to give bad advice to people, not to mess people over. But it doesn't make him a Baruch Yuva. Taisa says the following thing. Taisa says the last line. He says, uh, two, two lines before the end, Avu Yisrael, by this Yisrael that's being sent, even though it's true that he's violating Lifni Iver by facilitating the Kayan to marry this Grusha, when he's being Makadish the girl for the Kayan, but even the Makachal Atsu Loy Mikhayev, but if he doesn't but since he himself is allowed to marry Grusha, Loimiki Barchiva, it doesn't make him a Barchiva. He's just violating Lifni Iver. It doesn't make him part of that parsha that's called the Isra of a Kayan marrying a Grusha. What's clear is that Tosis therefore holds that the concept of Lifni Iver is not like the Ramban, Ritva, Ramban, Balamar, all that. They hold not like that. They hold the set of Lifni Iver is simple. Don't give bad advice. And that's where it's coming from. That's all where it's coming from. It's not a lot of Shabbat it's, it's one, it's, it's not giving bad advice. That's the background for Lifni Iver. Okay, that was all. I'm going to have a few minutes left and we're going to sum it up nice and simple. Let's go back to the very beginning. Okay, we had an opinion of the Shabbat Halakit. That the Shabbat like it said, you're allowed to sell a prayer book to a non-Jew, even though you know he's going to use it to pray. And so the question was, forget even the, the Beis Yosef and, the, and why he passed like the, like the Shabbat Yalekit versus everyone else. Like, why is that okay? Why is that not Lifnei either? Here's the idea. If the concept of Lifnei either is simple, just bad advice, then 100%. This is for sure Lifni Eva. There's no question about it. Yeah, the guy, the guy's, <laughs> he, he's being blinded by his own uh, upbringing, whatever it is. So you, you, you're facilitating an Avera, him, him falling for that, you know, by giving him the prayer book. It's for sure Lifni Eva. 
But if you go with the side of the Rambam, Ritva, Ramban, all that, that the concept is not giving bad advice. The concept is that you are participating in his Avodah So now the question is, in concept, one can make the following argument. That that's only true. At the, listen, at the end of the day, everyone has their free will. So he's making his own bad decisions. So in what way, what does it mean exactly that I'm participating in his Avodah He's a, he's a big boy. He's doing his own choices. Everyone has Bechira. The answer is, it, to, to, what's, what's defined as participating in his Avera means if I'm giving him the Chefsa Shal Iser, the object, the object of the Avera itself. If, if the object of the Avera itself is, is, it has my fingerprints on it, then of course the decision to perform the Avera is his decision. But since the object of the Avera itself has my fingerprints on it, that's called, I'm participating. So says the Shabali HaLeket, a very logical point. When you're talking about the pan, that's being, that, 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 that is the chafzah shalist, this is the object of idolatry, the idol itself, the pan that's going to be used in the service of the Zara. These are all what's defined, they have a stamp of the chafzah shalist. There are serbahana, these objects. You're not allowed to use them for your own benefit. Why? Because these are defined as objects of Avodah Zarah. So as long as these objects of Avodah Zarah are, are, are full of my fingerprints, so if I give it to this guy, that's called Lefniva. That's called I'm participating in his Avera. So the case of Ravashi. The, these guys need wood to burn for their Avodah Zarah. That's the Karban. That's the sacrifice for Avodah Zarah. That's the Chefzah Shaliser. That's the embodiment of the sin itself is the piece of wood. And so if I have my fingerprints on it, that's called I'm participating. Even though the decision to obviously burn it is the guys. But since the object, that's the embodiment and the, the, personif- the, the, the manifestation of the sin itself has my fingerprints, that's called I'm participating. But the prayer book is not like that. The prayer book is not the, uh, doesn't, doesn't embody the sin itself. It's not the chafzah shaliser. There's no problem having benefit from a prayer book of Avodah Zarah. He's using the prayer book to pray. But it doesn't become it doesn't it doesn't become classified as the as the shaliser, as an object that is the embodiment of the sin. How do I know it's not the embodiment of the sin? Because you're allowed to use it for your own personal benefit. You're not allowed to use the pan for your personal benefit. You're not allowed to use an avodah for your benefit. But a prayer book you can. The prayer book is not defined as the chesed And therefore, because of that, says like it, that's not lifna either. That's not going to consider you as if you were participating in it. In order for you to participate in the sin, you got to do something substantial. Either you made the decision to do the avera, or the object that is the embodiment of the sin is yours. Or at least was there because of you. But just Tom, that you're the guy that you paved the road in order to allow this guy to get to his church... That, that, where do you draw the line? That's really not, you know, that, that's far removed from you. That's not called participating. So, says, so the, 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 the concept of the Shibboli Haleket is based on the opinion of the Rambam, the Ran, the Ritva, the Balamar, all those Rishonim, that the concept of, of, of Lifnei Iver is, 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 is Lifnei Iver is a problem when, when what you're doing makes it as if the sin is part, you're participating in it. Not just that you facilitated it, like bad advice. This Avera is, has your name on it. And how does it have your name on it? You didn't make the decision to do the Avera, but the object, which is the embodiment of the sin, has your fingerprints on it. That's called, it's your Avera too. So now let's go back. 
why would the Mechaber paskin like the Shabbat Yaleket if it's against a Trumas Adeshen and a Taisvis and a Mordechai and a Smag? Well, the answer is, when you dig down deep enough to figure out what, where the Shabbat Yaleket is coming from, the logic of the Shabbat Yaleket, what it boils down is that this disagreement between the Shabbat Yaleket versus a Trumas Adeshen and Taisvis, are you allowed to give a prayer book to a guy? Is that Lifni Iver? What it's really fundamentally rooted in is a much larger discussion, which is what is Lifni Iver about? Is it about just giving bad advice? Or is it about being, uh, having your fingerprints and participating, being considered to be partaking of the sin itself? And that is not just a machlaikis between these obscure Rishonim, Shabali Aleket, and Truma Sedashin. That's a much larger machlaikis between Chachme Svarad, Rambam, Ramban, Ran, Balamor, Ritva, Rajba, versus Toisvis and Giddin. And so now we have this broader uh, uh, like clarification of what this machlekes is rooted on. Now all the opinions in our case in Shulchan Aruch fit very nicely. The mechaber who is a Sephardi is going to go with the Sephardi approach, the Rambam, Ramban, Ran, V'chulu, that the concept of Lifne'ivr is what? The concept of Lifne'ivr is not just not to give bad advice. It's about having your fingerprints in this sin, that this, this was your Avera. And how do you have that if you weren't the one to actually pull the trigger? The answer is because the, 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 the object, which is the embodiment of the sin, has your fingerprints on it. But that's only true when, such, when it's, we're dealing with such an object. But when you know the prayer book, that's not the point. So the Mechaber himself will agree. That's the, the answer to the second the question of the Vilna the contradiction of the Mechaber. The Mechaber will agree that you're not allowed to actually give the pen of Avodah to the guy. You're, he's going to agree that you're not allowed to give the Avodah to the guy or the temple to the guy. Those are objects which are defined as the Chavzah Shal Iser. They are the embodiment of the sin itself. They're not just the highway that the guy is riding on in order to get to do the Aver. That's the object itself of sin. So of course that's going to be Lifne Iver. Just like the case of Ravashi and the Gemara, giving lumber, which is the sacrifice itself, of course it's Lifne Iver. But we're talking about the prayer book that's not the object itself. And the only reason to say that's a problem is if you go in the direction of the Chachmi Ashkenaz, of Taisis and Giddin, and Taisis and Avadizara, that the issue of Lifnei Iver is just giving bad advice. And then giving a prayer book is also bad advice. But if you go, but the Machaber is going with the Chachmi Svar, the Rambam, Ramban, and so on, that that's not what Lifnei Iver is about. So it's not just that he's passing like a Shibol HaLeket. This is a much broader discussion. It's, he's, not, he's passing like, a, like the Rambam, like the Ramban, like the Ran, Ritva Rajba, which is exactly what he usually would do. And the, the Ramah, who's passing like a Taisvis in Avadizara, is going with his Derech, which is passing like Chachmi Ashkenaz. And it's a Taisvis in Avadizara, which says you're not allowed to sell a prayer book to a guy. And that's fundamentally rooted in Taisvis in Gittin, that said that the Shliach, to the, the Yisrael that's the Shliach, is considered to be a Bar Chiyuva, right? Uh, I'm sorry, it's not considered to be a Bar Chiyuva because, you know, he, he doesn't have a problem marrying a, marrying a Grusha. Because Lifne Iver means what? Lifne Iver means just giving bad advice. So in that case... In that case, giving a prayer book is also bad advice. This is how, this is how it's set up. Again, once you, once you peel back the layers of what this fundamental is, then it's not just a Shabbat Yalek and a, and a, and a, and a Shabbat It's much broader than that. Okay, last few minutes in Pneumius. So what we have over here is now, what it, when all it does settles, we have now a machlokes between Sfard and Ashkenaz. What is Lifnei Iver? Again, I'm giving a bottle of wine to a Nazir, Right? I'm uh, giving a piece of chazer to a yid. I'm giving uh, whatever, you know, I'm facilitating an avera. Is that just giving bad advice? Or is that participating in the avera? 
Well, if you think about it, let, let, let's think about it in, in this way. Right now, like when, when am I violating Lifnev or when do I get the X? When I pass him the bottle of wine, yeah? At that moment, did he drink it yet? Was there, was there a sin of drinking wine yet? No. At that moment, at that moment, the most that happened is I gave bad advice. So the, here, here is now the fundamental question. Like this debate of how you define, like, again, that was the moment of where I sinned. I did live in by giving me that moment. So the question is like this. Do I generally, there's two different ways of thinking. Do I see life, do I see reality more just in the present moment, piece by piece by piece? Or do I have a much broader, larger scope of the entire scenario? The mo- if I look at, if I'm, if I'm taking screenshots of my life, then this particular moment where I'm passing this guy a bottle of wine, the, the, no sin has, ha- there's no aver of drinking wine yet to say that I'm participating in that. And yet I'm getting an aver right now of lifting either. So it, th- therefore, if you are one who is of a perspective that sees things in a broader scope, then you'll be willing to look at this and say, yeah, I understand that li- literally this second wine wasn't drank, but give it, a, give, it a mi- give it a minute, give it a minute. He's going to drink wine. And because he's going to drink wine in a minute, that means right now you're participating in that. If you're more of the mindset of, no, 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 just right now, I'm not looking for, I don't know, right now I see trees, not forest. Then, then if you're freeze-framing the moment, this moment, no drinking of wine has occurred. So why am I getting an Aveir right now? Well, the answer is, because what I did right now is give bad advice. So the, the, we know, according to the Sarmak Doshim, Vali talks about this, that the main fundamental difference between Sfarad and Ashkenaz in terms of Neshamas is that Chachmei Sfarad come from a quality, a midah that's called Chachma, whereas Chachmei Ashkenaz come from a midah that's called Bina. Chachma versus Bina, very simple. Chachma means big picture. Big picture, big ideas, broad perspective, forest, not trees. Bina, that's Svarad. Bina means maven dover mitach dover, thing from thing. Bina means trees, not forest. The chachme Svarad, that what? That are willing to see the forest, not the trees. So therefore, when they see this guy giving wine, you know, uh, uh, offering wine to the Nazir, they're able to see this as your, your involvement in the aver of drinking wine. I, that aver of drinking wine hasn't happened yet. And you're getting punished for it. The answer is forest, not trees. In a moment from now, it'll happen. But chachmei ashkenaz, that are coming from the world of Bina, that they see things in a protistic way, not a cloudic way. Trees, not forest. So they aren't able, they're not able to say that this moment I did an aver because of what's going to be in a second from now, that he's going to drink the wine and I participated in that. It didn't happen yet. Therefore, at the moment, the most I can say is that I gave bad advice. So the Chachmei Ashkenaz, therefore, learn Lifnaivar means giving bad advice. That's, that's all it means. It's just a million applications of the same basic principle. Whereas the Chachmei Sfarad are going to be able and willing to look at Lifnaivar in a much broader sense and say, no, no, no. This is an Avera. By, by giving him the wine, you are now participating in a sin that has yet to happen. And that's attributed to even right now because, in a broader sense, What's time anyway? Okay, in a second from now or not, there's a more forest approach. That's the fundamental difference between Svardim and Ashkenazim. And so, uh, I guess, Halach Lamaisa, don't, uh, I guess we can be Machim, don't give prayer books to the guy. Okay, it's the Halach uh, Lamaisa of this. Okay, Shkaich.